Often in politics, it's easier to define a problem than it is to solve it. Remember President Barack Obama, for example, talking eloquently about the need to heal the division between the blue states and the red states across America. When Obama left office, America was more politically polarized than before. Who can forget Al Gore theatrically talking about the need to save the world from catastrophic climate change? I doubt a Gore-run administration would have been able to control the country's borders, let alone global sea levels or the climate. Remember how during last year's governor election here in Mississippi, Brandon Presley, the Democrat candidate, waxed lyrically about saving rural hospitals. Hosing federal funds around is unlikely to change the fact that hospitals that are underused will almost certainly remain underused. Politicians can certainly make problems worse. Obama, I would argue, exacerbated America's divisions. Al Gore and co have advocated an energy policy that does nothing to control the climate. It's just made a lot of people poorer. Subsidizing an underused health service is unlikely to make it magically sustainable. Occasionally, however, politicians have it in their gift to do something that really would improve things. In a report we published this week, the Mississippi Center for Public Policy shows that there's a solution to Mississippi's healthcare crisis staring us in the face. Our leaders could abolish the anti-competitive laws that intentionally limit the number of healthcare providers in our state. Doing that would improve access to healthcare and lower the costs for everyone. You can read our report on our website, mspolicy.org. That's mspolicy.org. For years, if a healthcare provider in this state wanted to provide new services or expand existing services in 19 key areas of healthcare, they had to have a permit required by law. These Soviet-style permits, known as Certificates of Need or CON, are required for a provider wanting to spend more than $1.5 million on new medical equipment, or when they want to relocate services from one part of the state to another, or when they want to change ownership. Unlike other sensible licensing requirements, these con requirements aren't designed primarily to assess a provider's qualifications or their safety record or their fitness. They're about central planning to decide if each new applicant's services are needed by the community. I believe it should be for patients and practitioners to decide what's needed, not for state bureaucrats. Con laws in Mississippi limit the provision of long-term care, despite demographic change that's seen the number of elderly people needing that care increase dramatically. Ambulatory services, key diagnostic services, psychiatric services, indeed many other services are all limited by these con laws. If the case for change was so overwhelming, why hasn't it already been done? Why haven't we got rid of these con laws? Well, in any market, when restrictions are imposed designed to keep out the competition. Vested interests soon come along, lobbying for their attention, and that's exactly the same with these con laws. Defenders of con restrictions suggest that con repeal would be risky and dangerous. They like to imply that any reform would reduce access and quality would suffer. These concerns are completely unfounded. Over 100 million Americans, nearly a third of the US population, live in states without con laws in healthcare. Four in 10 Americans live in states where there are very limited con regimes, 
which apply in only a handful of services such as ambulance services or nursing homes. If our lawmakers are serious about improving healthcare in Mississippi, I hope they'll read our report, which sets out not only what needs to be done, but offers a roadmap explaining how to do it. High-flying political rhetoric is not going to improve healthcare in our state. Getting down to work and abolishing corn laws will.